Welcome to the first installment of Habitual Hero. I had the privilege of having a conversation with Ben Burkirvan, a senior at University of Washington. He played middle linebacker and finished the season with a whopping 176 tackles, which was the best in the NCAA. He went to the NFL Combine and at 230 pounds ran a 4.56 and is looking to get drafted at the or in the, I should say, NFL draft this weekend. Enjoy the conversation. Uh, yeah, so, so, so sorry. How, how's, how's, uh, I'm assuming you're just training, eh? Yeah, I've been, I've had some business stuff like that. So I was in Pittsburgh last week. I'm going to Philadelphia this week. Nice. Are you getting sponsorship deals or? No, I'm going to see uh, teams. No, like nice. talk to the uh, coaches and stuff like that. Nice. That's that's super exciting, actually. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Is there any, uh, like, can you get a feel for organizations and locker rooms and differences between? <clears throat> um, so I've only gone, I've only, Pittsburgh was my first one I've done, so I haven't owned um, Buffalo and I've gone to, like, this kind of visit. So I'm going to Philly tomorrow, so I'll be, like, my second one I've seen like this. So nice. I've know I've only seen one so far, but I'm sure there'll be differences, yeah. Yeah, and then you have, um, then the draft is coming up, eh? Yeah, it's in like two and a half weeks, something like that. Damn, that's crazy. That's yeah, so cool. Are you going to go? No, no, I'll just be, I'm going to go back to the Bay. I'll be home. Nice. That would be exciting. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure everybody, you'll you'll have one of those parties, I'm, I'm sure. I probably won't have too many people over, honestly, because like, I don't know what day I'm going to get drafted. So I'm going to be like, right. a ton of people are going to be like, oh, sorry, it didn't happen today. Yeah. Realistically, what do you think you're expecting? Um, Either the end of day two or sometime on day three hopefully on the earlier side but you know it's yeah. hard to know right right that makes sense i was talking to uh my cousin last night I had a cool conversation with uh with this linebacker and he was like was it ben burkirvin and i was like <laughs> yep so you're uh, you're you're becoming a name my friend um, funny yeah it's really funny um but uh okay cool so uh so, yeah, just really quickly, I, you know, I want to make this a more targeted and kind of, like, meaningful conversation. But if you could just give me the brief background. Where would you grow up? Uh, yeah, so, uh, what do you do? And uh, Yeah, so I grew up in uh, Menlo Park, California. Um, grew up there my whole life with my, my family. Same house my whole life. Um, played sports since I was a little guy. I played soccer to, at first. Yep. And then as I got older, I kind of, I don't know when, but I figured out about football. And at some point I decided and, you know, told my mom that that's what I was going to do. I was going to be a football player and I was going to play in the NFL. And so from kind of that point on, that was sort of, sort of the goal. And they didn't let me play till I was in sixth grade. But once they did, it was kind of all I really wanted to do. And it's been that way ever since. And so I, I played football at Sacred Heart for four years at my high school and then got a scholarship and played four years at Washington. And now trying to, uh, trying to get into the NFL and play at the, the highest level. And you, uh, and if if you had to reduce it to one or two things, what was it about football versus soccer and the other sports you were doing that attracted you so much? Um, I mean, I think originally it's probably just the physicality of it. I like the the contact. I felt like it was fun, you know, to to mix it up with people and you know, like be physical and be able to hit people and that kind of stuff. And then I right. just feel like the competitive nature of the game and you know, just the way the team is, it's just the connection is just different. I think than any other sport, you know, the way it has to really be. You know, all 11 guys in the field doing their job, whereas, you know, in baseball or basketball or something like that, if you have a couple stars, you're pretty much good to go. Right. So I think that was probably one of the, the main things that drew me to it. That makes sense. Um, and then, okay, so then you get to so you get to high school. 
Um, and what sort of the, you obviously were a, you know, you're naturally gifted, right? Like you, what you ran, what, like a, a four, four in, in high school or something close to that. I was, I was pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God. And, and fast, strong could jump out of the gym. What was the highest vert you recorded? Just out of curiosity. Were you, did you ever um, get in the forties? No, I never got the forties. I jumped like 36 or 37, I think. Yeah. That's, that's up there though. Um, Got it. Cool. Um, for all of the, the, all of the, I hope would be listeners, the way you and I got connected in the first place, because you played alongside my younger brother. Um, the, how did you sort of navigate and, and, um, what's like the, what's the thing that you are most proud of at the end of the day with the way you went through, um, your high school football career? Um, you know, I, you know, high school is definitely interesting because, you know, when I got there, I knew I wanted to, you know, play football from, like, in college and all that kind of stuff from the time I got there. But, you know, when you first get to high school, you're just, you know, you're playing JV ball and you don't really know, you know, right. you're going to be good enough, you're going to grow, that kind of stuff. So I was just having fun when I got there. And then after my uh, sophomore year, when I ended up starting on varsity, you know, I started realizing, you know, maybe there's a, a yeah. good chance at this. And then, you know, as I said, every year I feel like I did better and better until, you know, by the end our team was – pretty dominant and I was playing really well but I think you know what I'm most proud of I think is you know just what we were able to accomplish I mean we're you know a tiny school there's 600 kids who go to Sacred Heart we have yeah. 300 guys and we had maybe I think we had 25 or 20 maybe 22 real players when I went to state and then right. maybe a couple more sophomores we called up but we were able to be one of the you know the best teams in the state and you know we should have probably won a state, state title we played to our level in that game but I think you know yeah. it's, it's proud to see you know kind of the legacy we left I mean we were the you know, kind of the the people that made, you know, Sacred Heart football really a big name. We had one CCS championship before when I got there, and then yep. the last three years we won three straight, went to NorCal, went to State, won the Open Division, beat, you know, the best teams in the area, you know, Bellarmine, Los Gatos. So I think that I mean, just seeing how the program developed over the time I was there was pretty special. Yep, yep. So, so it's yeah, that's for sure. That's definitely, you know, something being a player there myself something that's cool to look back on but i'm getting a sense that you you love playing on a team like you you love being sort of a team guy team player and um and what's how, what's that kind of like do, do you sort of um see yourself as a more vocal leader do you lead by example like how do you how do you go about thinking about the, the who ben burkervin is as a player and a team context um, you know, I think, I mean, in high school, I think definitely when I was older, I was very, very vocal. You know, we had our, our dinners before the games and that kind of stuff and all that. And yeah. I'd always be the last guy to talk. And, you know, if there was ever something that needed to be said, I felt like I was probably the one that was going to do it in high school. And I think it's, you know, it's different when you get to college because, you know, in high school, you, you have JV and then you work your up to varsity and you're kind of just with, you know, your best friend. So it's really not that hard to, to talk and be that guy and, you know, say a lot of stuff. But I think in college, you know, it was more of a lead by example until, you know, you, I really felt like, you know, I deserve to talk kind of because you, yep. there's a hundred guys versus, you know, 20 guys you're playing with and they're all from different backgrounds. So they don't really have any reason to think that you know more than them until you prove that you're the, the type of player that deserves to be able to say that kind of stuff. So I think that at UW, I definitely was more of a, probably a lead by example guy than I was in high school. I mean, obviously I didn't work any different, but it was just in high school, I felt like there was more opportunities to, uh, to be a guy that could yeah. be really vocal. It was a tighter knit group. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, how long did it take for you to okay so let's transition from high school i mean just a quick summary you get there you dominated you the sacred heart while you were there and you were in large part to blame or thank for it um may went to 
made it to the state final for California, three CCS championships, just the, the accolades go on and on. Then you go to what's the, or I guess real quickly, what's the recruiting process your senior year look like as you're deciding um, between um, different types of colleges and who are you getting looks from? What were, what were the highs and lows um, of that? Yeah. So, I mean, I looked at pretty much everyone in the pack of, I knew that that's probably where I was going to want to end up. I mean, I did look at some schools like around the country, all the Ivy leagues were interested in me. Looked at Duke, Boise State, some places like that, but I knew I wanted to be in the Pac-12, and I, I think I, I wanted to be at you know Stanford or USC. But I, I hurt my leg running track my junior year, so that kind of threw a wrench in the recruiting process. I couldn't do any of the camps, couldn't do any of that stuff, and I missed half of uh, my senior year of football. So it kind of felt like I was a little bit behind on the recruiting yep. curve. So Stanford and USC, those offers just they didn't come, and I felt like all right, I need to commit somewhere else. What if I you know lose all my opportunities? So I ended up committing to Washington, which obviously ended up being you know, the best choice and it ended up being a perfect place for me to be. But, um, yeah, you know, it's definitely, it's a weird process. Recruiting is a lot of hype and talk and promises. And so you have to kind of look through to figure out who's really telling you the truth and who's actually going to, you know, follow through with what they say and who's just trying to, you know, blow smoke up your ass to get you to show up on campus. Yep. yep. Did you feel like you, um, that's interesting. Did you, did you get burned a couple of times or like, would you feel like you had a pretty good sense for the person who was the, the coaches that were, or the recruiters let's say, that were kind of telling you? Um, I mean, I think, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty easy to tell who's right. you know telling you lies. You know, people who tell you you're going to come in, play a lot and start and all this stuff. And you can look at yourself and be like, well, I'm a 200 pound uh, linebacker and all your guys are 248. You're a linebacker. So I doubt I'm going to come in and, do all this stuff you're saying, I think, you know, it's, it's easy to kind of figure out who's the uh, the honest people and who's not. And you get a sense you meet all these different coaches and they all have different styles, so it's pretty easy to tell, you know, yeah. who you vibe with. Who? How did UW reach out to you, and what was it about their that process that, that kind of um, stuck out to you? A guy just showed up on campus one day, one of our old uh, coaches, he was the Bay Area recruiter, and he just showed up one day and basically said hi to me. And then that night the linebacker coach called me and told me that they, they wanted to offer me. That was the new staff oh, wow. Pete had just got there, so they were kind of just trying to basically figure out their recruiting stuff. So they'd been there for, you know, a year. So they were kind of yeah. just starting to set up connections with schools, that kind of stuff. And then I went up there that summer for an unofficial visit and kind of met everybody, met Coach Pete, really, really enjoyed it. And, you know, I felt like, all right, if I don't go to, you know, Stanford, SC is probably where I want to be. And then yeah. just the more I, you know, built a relationship with them, the clearer it became that was the, the best place to be. Love it. Um, what's what's Co- Coach Pete like? Um, he's you know he's a really cerebral guy. I'd say he's not as much of you know the classic you know yeller crazy kind of college coach yeah. people always associate. I think, but I mean he obviously he does have that side to him. But I think he's one of the uh, the smarter, more cerebral coaches I've ever been around. I think the way he approaches hmm. the game is a lot similar to kind of what we had at Sugar Heart. You know, he's really about more than just you know he is a football player. We have a program called Built for Life, which is you know all about yeah. growing as a man rather than just a football player. So I think that was something that. You know, set Coach Pete apart was that he really cared about who you were and not just what you were doing from on the field. Yep, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, love it. That's uh, um, <clears throat> so. What's okay? So you get to UW. What's it like? I, I, this is this is sort of what I'm most interested in, and, this, and we touched on it last time. But um, what's it like getting to UW, being kind of like the 200 pound, uh, you know, clearly undersized, doesn't really look the part kid at a at what would end up becoming, you know, a, a, a top five, right? Your junior year, I think. I mean, you guys yeah, we were, were we were floating around the um, all four, top top ten the whole my last three years. Exactly. Yeah. So it's your last three years, like, you know, one of the best programs in um, in the country, 
And, yep. you know, the guys who you're competing, who you're competing against and the jobs that you're going for are like, these guys are, are bigger, more experienced. And, you know, if <laughs> quite frankly, they, you know, they just look the part more than you, than you yeah. did. Um, what's the, what's that like? I mean, I just knew that, you know, I expected that. I knew that college football was going to be a big transition. So I knew that decided to come in with the right mindset and, you know, not expect to be handed anything, come in and just, you know, right. try to outwork everybody and, and earn my keep. And I think that's what I did. I mean, I came into the freshman. I was mostly a special teams guy at the start and, you know, slowly started to earn defensive reps here and there as I, you know, proved my worth in the, the special teams area and kind of made my, uh, made my way through the, uh, the dirty parts of football to get to the stuff, you know, that everyone actually wants to, you know, what you were recruited to do. Like right. Coach Pete always says he didn't recruit you to play the, uh, the L5 on kickoff, but that's kind of your, uh, your sacrifice to the team is doing that kind of stuff. And I think that, and that's where you kind of you make your bones when you're a, a college football player, you know, doing all the stuff that isn't as glamorous but matters just as much. And I think that it just was a lot of hard work. And, you know, like you said, it looked apart. But, you know, I wasn't backing down from anybody. I went out there and, you know, did everything I could. And, you know, in the end of the day, it worked out. Yeah. So 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 day-to-day, like I imagine, or I, I think of, um, you know, I can always think of a, the, the handful of guys on my team uh, when I played who were just like every single day they're, get, they're getting after it, mm-hmm. um, you know, and whether it's, you know, special teams drill, you guys are, you're just, you're just doing walkthrough for a fit and things like things of that nature. It's, it, is, was that kind of the mindset? Like I'm going to be the guy that almost everybody thinks of when, when the question of who, who works the hardest um, on the team gets asked. I mean, yeah, I think that's something I definitely take pride in, you know, my work ethic. I think that's, you know, a big part of why I've done anything that I've done in football, you know, because I'm, I'm willing to work. And I think that's, you know, yeah. the, one of the biggest keys to being an athlete of any kind is you have to be able to to uh, to work your ass off. And I think that's something I, I did my whole time at UW. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to you know, say that you're the hardest worker on the team because everyone's working their ass up. But you, you try to be that and you want to be that, that guy that, you know, people look to and it's like, yeah, he's always busting his butt. He's never never yes. that kind of stuff. So 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 there so yeah, so there goes my second question. Um which I think which is sort of which is really kind of what I want to get at, which is did 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 you ever worry or did you ever sort of rub people the wrong way in terms of like the competitive nature? Um Oh, uh, no. I you know, I think I have a good ability to uh to not be that guy that's trying hard just for the sake of being a try hard. Exactly. I think that's something that you run into in sports, especially at the high school level. There's always guys like that who you know, there's a drill that doesn't really matter, and then all of a sudden they're trying to kill somebody just to, you know, prove exactly. how tough they are, that kind of stuff. So, no, I, I hate that kind of stuff, and it yep. always drives me crazy. There's always those guys who are just – they show up for no reason other than to act tough and try to pretend yep. like there's something, and then when it actually matters, they kind of shrink away. So, no, I, I don't think I ever really had any issues with that sort of stuff. So I feel like, you know, I didn't I didn't make anyone, you know, know that I was working hard. I wasn't yelling or screaming or, you know, right. pretending like I was some monster doing it in my yeah. own way. Yeah, I was just yep. working with my head down. Got it. Got it. Okay, cool. And then, and then in terms of like being able to earn, like go from special teams to getting more reps, that just happened. Was there like a particular instant that that happened or was it just Yeah, so the, uh, the yeah. starting linebacker got suspended for a half because of targeting. And so I was a third string guy, so I ended up being second string for that game. So yep. that suspension. So we always rotated our second strings in here and there. So I ended up getting to play a couple drives that game because of that suspension. What, what game was that? That was Oregon uh, no. my freshman year. And then cool. from then on, I, Rotated in pretty much the rest of the year for a couple of drives um, at linebacker. Nice, and you and obviously you're jacked up. You're just, yeah. you're you're loving it. Yep, yeah, that it was pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Uh, okay, cool. And then um, and then so yeah, so you're running through 
UW, you slowly work your way up. Senior year, you dominate. You you were the leading tackler in the nation, right? Yep. Did you did you win any awards? Um, that was a finals for a couple. I didn't win any. I mean, I got like all American and that kind of stuff, but no nice. specific individual awards. Were you defensive back twelve? Pac-12 oh yeah, I was defensive back twelve for a year, but I mean, nice. yeah, not on the national. But yeah, for Pac-12, I was defensive player of the year and uh, the scholar athlete of the year. Nice, good stuff. What you, what, you, what are you majoring in? I was a film major. Nice. Did uh, what, I mean, I, I won't like dive into that. I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fantastic. But uh, the okay, so then the um. What was like, okay, so here's an interesting question that I think in terms of from freshman year, what are kind of the things that you progressed on, you know, in, in terms of from going to the guy who shows up is, is 20 pounds below the weight limit for what the, for the, the position that you're shooting for to being the leading tackler in the country. Um, is there anything other than the hard work that you've already talked about putting in um that sort of like got you to where you needed to go or is it just like you just is it is, is <laughs> are you just going to fall back on the on the on the age-old adage which is just like you just show up every day you put the work in you do what you let you know you look you well i mean i do. think you know i think there's i think you know the way your body changes you mature definitely played a role i mean i, I don't think i would have been that good if i stayed 200 pounds my whole whole career right. so i think you know the time in the weight room and you know the nutrition and that kind of stuff definitely plays a big part in it when you can you know, put on the weight the right way and, you know, stay athletic and fast. I think that helps a lot. And then I think, yes. just, you know, as you play football, you know, seeing the uh, the game, the more you play, the, the better you're going to be. And so I think, you know, four years of playing football against, you know, the highest level competition in the nation, you, you have to you have to get better. You can't stay the same or else you're going to get passed by because there's every year guys coming in with that same hunger who want to right. do just what you're doing and try to try to take what you have. So I think it, it just comes down to the nature of the game. I mean, you don't really have any other option other than to continue to grow and continue to get better. Yep. What about um, the, in terms of what would you say are some of the more important um, workout regimens or lifts or things that you focused on in order to both bulk up but maintain that uh, that uh, athleticism? I mean, you know, every every program does it differently. At UW, we focus a lot on, you know, Olympic lifts, a lot of queen smashes, that kind of stuff, and then obviously, yep. you know, squats and bench. And I think a lot of it also comes down to, you know, doing things the right way. We spend a lot of time focusing on, you know, we call correctives, which is all this stuff, you know, working on your shoulders, your knees, you know, figuring yep. out where you have deficiencies and flexibility, anything like that. And, you know, trying to correct those problems, prevent injuries. So I think one of the, one of the biggest things you know, they always say is durability is more important than ability. So, you know, the big thing is, you know, how do you stay on the field? You know, you don't want to become, you know, some giant jack monster, but you keep getting hurt all the time. So I think right. we spend a lot of time, you know, in the weight room, not just, you know, trying to get bigger and stronger, but also trying to get, you know, healthier and prepare our bodies for the, the grind you go through. Yep. Yep, I think I yeah, I it, it's great to hear that I I don't know, I want to say like or at least when I played <laughs> my freshman year, I hated it because we had one of these strength and conditioning coaches who was just like every single running back has to be hitting pushing this weight and every yeah. single and it's just like god damn, that's just not and yeah, of we course, didn't have anything like that. Of course people started getting hurt. Um but yeah, that's great to hear that sort of the functional movement type stuff um is really is sort of the direction that these top programs are are heading in. Um, uh, okay. It, I'm trying to think of anything else. Um, what would you say? Okay. So, and now as you're preparing for the NFL, I'm assuming same old, same old, you're still putting in, you're still putting in the work and after it doing the same type of stuff in the weight room. It's now you're just lucky enough to be in a position to take it to the next level. Yeah. It's pretty, I mean, you're still it's the similar stuff. I just think, you know, the nutrition and the amount of time you can put in just becomes 
significantly higher. And, you know, right. in college, you still have to go to class, you have to do all that stuff. And now I don't have those responsibilities anymore. So really all I have right. on my, my plate is, you know, trying to get ready for the NFL so I can, you know, have, you know, three and a half hour workouts rather than, you know, trying to get an hour workout and then run to class. And, you know, I can, right. I can eat real meals all day long rather than, you know, having, you know, a protein shake to replace right. all that kind of stuff. And right. just the amount of time and the effort and the energy you can put into it is just a lot more than you can in college, really. Yep. Yep. But you love every second, I imagine. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, then, and then, and what's the, what's the thing you're looking forward to most? And then what's the thing you're the most afraid of? or worried about as, um, as the, as draft rate day approaches? I mean, you know, it's definitely nerve wracking. You don't know where you're going to go. So I think probably the, the biggest thing is, you know, just the, the stress of trying to figure out, you know, not only when you're going to draft it, but where you're going to be. I mean, I have no right. idea. I could be in some, you know, other side of the country. I've never been in my life. I could be in, you know, New York, I could be in Florida. I could be Louisiana, you know, all over the place. So there's really, there's really kind of no way of knowing where you're going to spend, you know, the next right next couple of months of my life or years you know so it's really a, a kind of a nerve-wracking process but it's also exciting because you know you're hopefully reaching you know kind of the culmination of the dream and you know hopefully you know in a couple of weeks i'll be on an nfl roster and that's a that's definitely an exciting thing i've been working towards for a long time yeah what's the uh um okay and then here's here's a question on the left field what are there any funny like stories that you feel like you can share in terms of like because you know you know at the end of the day one of the reasons why football is great is because of the you know team camaraderie with locker room and and all that type of fun stuff that comes along with with you know playing the game and and suffering yeah. and struggling through a ton of shit um are there any funny stories yeah you know i'm, try, I'm trying to think of stuff that won't get me into any trouble because you don't want right. to, i don't want to put anybody <laughs> yeah. on blast but i think you know one thing we one thing we did at, at uw that you know always yeah. gave people a laugh is we had we had a rule so if you got in a, a fight at practice yeah you had this thing we called lover's lane so you had to whoever you fought, no matter how many people it was. So, you know, I only had to be in it one time, you know, because I'd get in fights here and there, but if you only got in, like, a real fight, you'd have to, at the end of practice, whoever was involved in the fight would have to all hold hands together and, <laughs> uh, and walk around the field and basically make up with each other. And, you know, everyone right. would give you a hard time and the whole team would be laughing at you, watching you yeah. walk around. And so we had a couple guys who one time did it while media was there, and so they ended up all over Bleacher Report. And uh, Twitter and hilarious. stuff, and so yeah, that's probably like of all the things. I mean, there's there's way more stuff, obviously, but in terms of the right. stuff that you know is is out there and you know can be can it's, be shared, it's appropriate, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's one that yeah. definitely stands out because I don't think you normally go to a football practice and see guys walking around holding hands until right. they uh, until they calm down, and usually it makes people that's calm hilarious. down pretty quick because no one yeah. wants to spend their day walking around holding hands with somebody they just fought. Yep, that's hilarious. And then um, and then and then two more questions. The the second one is. Is and I think these are, are less more uh, less about your specific experience, but more as somebody who is, you know, uh, you're now you're now like I, a, a ton of people can say it without question. You're now somebody that uh, that you know a bunch of athletes and non-athletes um, look up to. You know, you're you've done you've done great things. You've uh, uh, you're hopefully and it, it's looking good, but who who knows what the future looks like? But you're hopefully in a position to continue to do great things. Um, keeping that in mind in in the context of um, the sort of the more like I I would make kind of the argument the more kind of lazy uh, our culture is getting um, you know with social media people are just doing this a lot more Netflix and you know hey I, I, do, do you want to go into a restaurant now let's just seamless it in and, and this and that it, you know it's never been easier to kind of be 
um, somebody who kind of just sits around and sort of feels sorry for themselves. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I put myself, I've, you know, I've been there. Um, how, how would you sort of, what's, what advice would you give to both that person, but then also the, you know, the, the, the kid who is, is begging their parents to let them start to play Pop Warner who's in sixth grade. Um, you know, from, from top to bottom, what's, what's the piece of advice that Ben Burkirvan gives to somebody who obviously aspires to do great things, but, um, but either hasn't gotten started yet or is in kind of a lull? I mean, I think, you know, especially kind of what you're saying about the way our culture has gone with social media and stuff, I think it's easy for people now to, to kind of worry more about what they portray their life to be rather than what it really is. So you see a lot of yep. stuff on social media, people, you know, they go on one vacation sometime and then for the next six months, that's all their Instagram is. And you're like, wow, this person's life is crazy. You know, they're all over the place. But really, you know, like you said, they're sitting at home just doing nothing. I think it's it's kind of trying to not worry about, you know, how you appear and all the glitz and the glam and all that kind of stuff and really just, you know, do what, do what makes you happy. And I think for me, obviously, that's football. You know, for some people, maybe, you know, they, it makes them happy to do that kind of stuff. But I think if you're someone that, you know, that wants to achieve your goals in life, you have to be willing to, to take risks and, you know, do stuff that's hard. You know, it's, it's always hard to join a football team or anything like that. I mean, you know, you played on a team when you first meet yep. those guys, it's nerve wracking. You go in the locker room, you know, how's it going to be? Are you going to haze that kind of stuff? But you have to understand that, you know, do the things you love. There's always going to be, you know, those awkward moments and those hard times. And I think that, you know, I, I don't regret, you know, all those times. I mean, sometimes it sucks. And, you know, sometimes you're going to get knocked in your ass. I mean, you're not going to be as good as you think you are. But at the end of the day, usually, if you really love it, you're going to figure out how to make it work. And, you know, that's been the case for me for football. Right. Yeah, I think that, like, exactly what you just said is, the, is sort of the key, which is, you know, if you – it becomes apparent. The, the people who quit – um it becomes pretty apparent when, when somebody quits that they weren't doing it for the right reason. They didn't yeah, actually exactly. love it, right? Yeah, they're and, just doing it for some other purpose. Yeah. You know, try to either you know, get girls to think they're cool or just to be, you know, try to have better social status, you know, be the big man on campus, that kind of stuff, versus play right. football because they love the game of football. Right, exactly. Yeah, th- I mean, totally. And th- that's sort of one of the things and part of the reason why I wanted to interview you is because from day one, I, I mean, I even remember watching you in high school you know, coming back and being like, who is that kid? He gets after it. And it's, mm-hmm. it's obvious that, you know, you're, you, you are where you are today, obviously in part because of God given talent, but, but mostly just because you're willing to push yourself that, you know, harder than you did the day before, just because like you, you care about growing more than anything else. I think that's like, if there's one overarching theme that I see in both you and the people who I'm trying to interview for this podcast. It's like they see through the bullshit in two seconds and, and be by doing that are able to, are able to push that to the side and actually pursue what they want. And, and that's the thing that gets you on the upward trajectory more than anything else. So that's uh, so uh, I, I appreciate it, man. I, I, uh, I, I'm rooting for you. Uh, I, you're, you've been awesome to watch, um, and uh, and I'm, I'm excited to hopefully see you get some game time on on Sundays. Yeah, I hope soon. so too, man. Yeah, Are, I I feel like you're, you're you're. I mean, you're just taking it for what it is. But I feel like you're a little nervous. Yeah, I mean, How, you can't not be. Yeah, yeah it's definitely nerve wracking. I mean, you you don't want to, you know, hopefully, you know, end up, you know, not getting what you want. You hope you get drafted. Right. You know, I think there's a good chance they will. But at the end of the day, you really don't know until. You know, that day comes, so hopefully my phone will ring did on one see, of those three days, but it's definitely stressful. Did you see you – would you make a position change, like to no, – yeah, goal I'd, I'd or whatever. free safety? Yeah. 
Yeah, would you lose? Would, yeah, I mean, I guess you show up. Has anyone has have any has anyone approached you and talked to you about like losing weight, losing some weight, and going back to free safety? No, everyone's everyone's talked to me about playing linebacker. So so far, I haven't heard anything nice. about playing DB. Nice. Yeah, I guess I guess the prototypical NFL linebacker is getting smaller and smaller, huh? Yeah, definitely. As I mean, I think if you're around six foot two thirty, you're pretty much good to go this time. I mean, there's almost every team has a couple guys around that size, so it's stuff on the smaller side still, but nothing that's unmanageable. Yeah, and okay, and then what's your what's your best uh, lift? Out of my best lift? Oh my goodness! Um, I don't know. I really haven't. You don't really do that much max stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that makes sense. But um, okay, what's what's a what's a quick what's a quick typical training week? Um, normally, so like right now, I'm doing. Uh, today we had linear speed work, and then we had upper body lift. Tomorrow will be change of direction with legs. Um, Wednesday will be some kind of either flexibility training or corrective, something like that, with core. And Thursday we will do conditioning with an upper body day. And then Friday will be some kind of plyometrics workout with legs. Got it. And are you doing this through UW or? No, or I'm still at the place I train for the uh, the combine. Tracy Ford's place called Ford Sports in Bellevue, Washington. Got it. Oh, that's right. Nice, nice. And are there other other? How many guys are you training with? Other guys uh, on UW who are hopefuls or? Um, what's so that, what's so that like? I've been in the like? uh, yeah, I've been in the NFL, I was in the NFL group. So now mostly you know the guys who've already been in the NFL are gone. They've reported back to their teams, but yep. there's probably you know ten or fifteen guys there for various teams around the area. The guys who play for the Seahawks, the guys who you know are in the state of Washington in the off season, oh, and then now go. there's probably you know about maybe six or seven guys who are you know same position as me, you know hoping to be in the NFL and are just trying yeah. to you know keep in shape and train before uh, you know reporting. And so so did you get to so you were working out any big names you were working out with? Um, Bobby Wagner's in there, Jermaine Kurz, KJ Wright, um, nice. Richard Sherman's in there here and there. There's definitely, you know, yeah. a lot of, a lot of good guys in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Starstruck or were you? Um, I mean, yeah, I think it's definitely, you know, always cool to see the guys and get to talk to them and, you know, have like a real conversation with them. But, you know, playing at this level, you kind of, you kind of run into those guys just as the, as the nature of the game is. I mean, you know, guys come to right. watch us play and then, you know, a lot of the guys they used to play with are kind of those guys. And I mean, they're the ones right. in the league, you know, Buddha Baker's, you know, a star for the Cardinals. And I, I played with them. So it's kind of, kind of something that's weird to say you get used to, but you kind of are around those kind of people just a lot in the, uh, the nature of the game. Right. Um, and, uh, and is there any, uh, is there any of of those guys? Would you say like, are there any interesting personalities worth noting? Like, I did Richard was Richard Sherman. Is is he as competitive and vocal and yeah? I never, I never really got to talk to him that much. He was only in um, one or two days, but he was you know he was got working it. with them. He was there during the combine stuff. He was there working with them. A couple of the DBs and he was he's a nice guy. He was helping them out, running them through yep. some drills, stuff like that. So yep. he, he seemed like a, a real good guy. Nice, nice. Um, all right, man. Well, I appreciate it, and uh, and keep getting after it. We'll we'll stay in touch. I'll shoot you a text on draft day to wish you best luck. Best luck, man. Awesome. Thanks so much. Have a good one, dude. Later. All right. See you.